Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Progeny of Gaming podcast, episode one. Today, we're going to be talking about um, a little bit of news that's been going around for the last couple of weeks. Um, and that is that Microsoft has acquired ZeniMax. Um, if you don't know who they are, they are the parent company for Bethesda Studios. And um, about, what is it, five other studios on top of that? No, no, actually um, seven. <laughs> yeah, seven studios. That's Bethesda Game Studios, ZeniMax Online Studios, id Software, Arcane, uh, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog Games, and then uh, Roundhouse Studios. Now, you can imagine this is uh, quite a big uh, development. Um, they bought them for $7.5 billion. Uh, there's only maybe one acquisition in history, at least in the gaming industry, that has been uh, more than that. Um, and that was when... Uh, what was it? Tencent bought Supercell, um, and that wasn't even for much more than this. That was like eight billion, I believe. Microsoft bought Minecraft for almost a third of what they spent on ZeniMax, um, and now they have Elder Scrolls, Dishonored, Fallout, Quake, Doom, all these games under their umbrella and they are now considered microsoft first party studios um so i mean wow (laughs) um the question of what microsoft is going to do now has been um that that's really been the topic of discussion um since this happened like the moment this happened everyone was wondering oh uh are these games going to be exclusive are playstation players going to be able to ever play ever play these games again now um death loop and um tokyo what was it tokyo ghostwire yeah tokyo ghostwire those games are still going to be um, PlayStation exclusive. They were originally going to be timed exclusives anyway. Um, it was a question if they were going to be coming to Xbox at a later date once that um, exclusivity deal was up. Uh, it was known that whether it did or didn't, it was going to come to PC anyway. Um, so even if they don't port those games over to xbox they are still going to be coming to uh, game pass for pc now aside from those two games it is not known if any other game is ever going to be on the playstation or the nintendo there are a few uh, 
ZeniMax games have been on Nintendo, like Skyrim. Um, and I think they... Well, they've got Fallout Shelter. I don't believe they put Fallout 4 on there. Um, but anyway, nobody, aside from those that uh, were there who made this deal, know any of that. However, if you ask me, if you want to play any of these games, buy Game Pass. <laughs> because this is exactly what Netflix did when they started running out of, not necessarily running out of content, but producers that put their content on Netflix wanted, you know, they wanted um, better deals they wanted um, more time after their product was released before that before it ended up on Netflix. Um, so what did Netflix do? They started buying up already created stuff. Like if you go on Netflix, um, Nanatsu no Taizai, or as it's better known over here it, as The Seven Deadly Sins, it's a Japanese anime, but now it's got... Netflix original on it because they went ahead and bought rights to it. Now, I don't know the exact specifics into that particular show, um, what rights they own specifically, um, but that's what they did. They bought already existing IPs so that they could stream it onto their platform, and if you want to watch it, you go there, and uh, on top of the stuff they were already making. So now... Microsoft, you can't tell me that they are not going to keep every single one of these games on their platform and their platform alone. Now, there is a caveat. Everybody is pointing to um, Minecraft. They acquired Minecraft, and Minecraft stayed on all platforms. Now, Microsoft did that because... It was already on all platforms, right? And then you could argue, well, Minecraft Dungeons. Well, my, uh, Microsoft is, and they're not—they're not secret about this. They want gamers to be able to play anywhere. However, they want everyone to play with everyone. That's why they have been pushing for uh, cross-gen, cross-platform. So Minecraft um, and Minecraft Dungeons being multiplayer games, that made sense. So if you think about it, uh, as far as the all the games they just acquired. Now we do know Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online, those are staying where they are. Again, that makes sense. They are multiplayer games. So I could see games like Quake. Um, Doom. Now, Doom is a little um, interesting because I could see them putting Doom or keeping it multi-platform, but I could also I could also see them since the single player and the multiplayer don't tie together. Not really. Um, they could actually just split that into two games. Technically, it wouldn't be two games on. Xbox's side of things. It would all be one package. But they would allow PlayStation and maybe even Nintendo 
to have the multiplayer of Doom, and you could play that, and that <coughs> would be um, cross-platform. You, everyone would be able to play with everyone. That sounds like something Microsoft would do. And again, we until you know the ink dries and this all happens, nobody knows exactly what they are going to do except for Microsoft and Bethesda, of course. Um, but really, out of those games, I can't think of any. I can't think of any single player games that they would um, keep multi platform. I mean, maybe uh, Wolfenstein or Dishonored, but I think those are far. You know, th- that's a bit of a stretch. Um, certainly not. Certainly not uh, Elder Scrolls or Fallout. If they were to make either of those multi-platform, they would they would honestly lose out on a bunch of subscriptions, and that is why they did this. They did this to bolster their first-party studios, their exclusives, and to make make an incentive for everybody to buy Game Pass. Game Pass is on your phone. Unless you're on Apple for now, hopefully, at some point that changes. But it's on your phone. It's on your tablet. It's on your PC. If you have a gaming console, there's a high chance that you have a PC that can at least stream games. How well? Well, that's going to depend on your internet connection. But, I mean, that's going to be the factor for if you're playing on a tablet or a phone as well. So... Um, and, you know, um, Microsoft is continuing to improve their infrastructure so that streaming games is much easier. They want to get their games into every household that they can in the easiest way possible. You don't even have to own one of their consoles to have Game Pass. Again, phone, tablet, PC. You don't have to you you don't even have to buy their new consoles. You can stick with at least for what did they say the next 2 years at least. Now at least the next 2 years you can stick with your Xbox 1, your Xbox 1S, your Xbox 1X. And you can still play their first party games. They won't lock you out. Now, that means that games that have been revealed, such as Fable, one of my personal favorites, is probably at least three years out, which is a little disheartening, but that's all right. Um, And then even after that happens, there's no guarantee that you won't be able to play any new games on your consoles. You can still stream if you have Xbox or if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can stream any game that is on that service, whether it be on your phone or your PC. They do have um, specific games that you can only play on PC. Or um, trying to think, I I do believe there are some titles that are specific to uh, console uh, that aren't on their PC side, and then they add in now with. Um, Android devices. So there will be... But... 
the the point is you have this selection of hundreds over a hundred games that you can have at your disposal whenever you want and let me tell you i have played they say they recommend 5g connection or just a really strong internet connection um if you're playing on pc uh and you can find out if yours is strong enough by going through um their game pass site but anyway i have played on my phone on a not necessarily unstable but fairly inconsistent uh connection and i had very few issues you know a little bit of lag here some latency that but that's to be expected um and i was streaming my console to my phone and even when I was streaming um just what they their library of games that they have not from my console, I had very few issues <clears throat> now, some of you may have heard um before this happened, they partnered i guess is a good way to put it with e a so coming in fact, I believe it was announced today as a recording. Uh, on the 29th of September. Uh, EA Play is coming to Game Pass November 10th. Now, I've only looked in the Game Pass... Or, not Game Pass, sorry. I've only looked in the EA Play uh, once. I tried it out for a little bit. And back then, they only had one tier. Um, but I'm hearing that they now have at least two tiers, a basic and a pro. Um, and it is sounding like the... Uh, partnership is allowing anyone with Game Pass will have a uh, will basically have EA Play Basic, <clears throat> and EA Play is, I mean, it's basically EA's version of Game Pass. So you are getting access. It being Basic, you're not going to have access to all their titles, but you're going to have access to EA games uh, without having to buy them or having to tack on another subscription service. I think that is something that a lot of us um, find ourselves... I I feel like a lot of us find ourselves um, having four, five, six, maybe more subscription services that we just pay out uh, monthly or uh, yearly. I know some of them do yearly. Um, and, I mean, at one point... It just gets to be too much. All of that money, it adds up. So the fact that they are not only offering, um, what is it? Maybe, I think it's 10 bucks for uh, the basic version of EA, EA Play. They're offering that as a free add-on for Game Pass. They now have acquired ZeniMax and are adding all of these games as first party uh, I'm going to say exclusives for the time being um, they will be at your disposal day and date that they release and one I, I should I should mention one metric to why I think they will not be um, releasing uh, releasing 
all, if not the majority of these games on PlayStation and Nintendo consoles is console and PC gamers make up for barely, barely more than half of game sales. Almost half of sales are on tablet and phones. So even if Microsoft were half or even a third of the equation, the whole console equation, they have PC, they have their, let's say, third, and then they are now getting into a market that takes up almost half of the gaming industry. They're set. Even if they got a fraction of all of those gamers to subscribe, they're set. Rather than getting them all to buy one game, say let let's say a month, because they have they have what is it now twenty three studios. So while I don't see them really ge- releasing a game one game every month, let's let's say they do. Even if all of those guys bought a sixty dollar game there's no there's no confirmation that xbox themselves are going to be pricing their uh first party games at 70 dollars. we'll see uh even if they were to um <laughs> even if they were to have all those gamers buy that game once once a month every month that's $60. But you look at Game Pass. Yes, it's... All right, let's use Ultimate as an example. Yes, it's $15 a month. But you look at all of those gamers. All of those gamers realistically weren't all going to buy a Microsoft game every month. They're just not. Maybe $2 million here... Um, a million here, five million there. And some games, realistically, people aren't even going to check out. They, you, they'll be lucky to hit 800,000, you know, for the smaller titles. But instead, you have, say, 20 million. Right now, they're at 15 million subscribers. Say you have 20 million. $15, just like having all these different subscriptions... Subscription programs, you know, your Netflix, your Crunchyroll, your Hulu, that all adds up. And that's consistent, month on month. Whereas releasing a game every month, that's not a guaranteed consistent payout. So that's smart. And come on, if it was PlayStation or Nintendo who did this, hell, if it was Google or Amazon, because at least as far as Game Pass is concerned, they're their only competition, and they're the only other two companies in this equation that can drop billions of dollars. If any of these other guys were to do that, it would be exclusive to their platform. At least Microsoft is allowing people to play on their phones and on their PCs along with their Xbox consoles. I think it, in fact, I think it was Bethesda, wasn't it? Who said, don't you guys have phones? (laughs) Yeah, in fact, that was when they uh, released Fallout Shelter and nobody batted an eye. Uh, 
Um, so that's actually kind of funny. Um, and let's not even look at the game side of things. They are, they've actually got a lot of talented, um, VR and phone devs over at, um, well, I mean, between Bethesda Game Studios, um, I know Alpha Dogs, uh, develops for iOS and Android. So I can't see why they wouldn't uh this isn't a good thing. They will help Microsoft with their Game Pass infrastructure to make Game Pass a better service for those that have already bought in and for those that will. Really, I can't think of anything else to say on this matter. It's yes, it sucks if you prefer to play games on PlayStation. You're not much of a phone guy, and I I know that there are some people out there who strictly like playing on consoles and not PCs. However, if you really want to play these games, I don't see why it's such a big deal to compromise if you have the means of playing again $15 a month you don't even have to do it every month you can subscribe you can play that game that you were waiting for maybe check out another title or two and if it doesn't grab you unsubscribe that's all you gotta do Yeah, that's that's basically all I can say. Game Pass is, I mean, I th- I've always thought it was a good deal, and now it's just becoming an even better deal. It it really is the best deal in gaming, and for the time being, it doesn't look like that's going to change. Um, and again, should that change, all you got to do is unsubscribe. But I honestly think Microsoft, I mean, and if you look at this, they don't, with this acquisition, they didn't uh, reveal any games coming out at all, really. I mean, Doom Eternal, a game that's already coming out, is coming to Game Pass in a couple of days. Now it's coming out on October 1st. Um, And you know more and more Bethesda Bethesda ZeniMax these games are going to follow suit. Um, But other than that, they have not revealed any new games, which tells you they're not necessarily worried about the initial launch of their console. They're not even necessarily worried about selling you a console. Again, they are giving you so many avenues to play. And at a quite a few different a, a range of prices that will make many people happy really i mean you don't have to uh shell out 500 400 dollars for a console you can just use your phone and pay 15 dollars um and they also do have that uh all access xbox all access for Twenty-four ninety-nine, or uh, I think the other one was thirty-four ninety-nine. So even that's a good deal. That I mean, we're all used to those phone pl- 
plans. Uh, if you've got, like, say, Sprint, or I think T-Mobile still does that, Verizon. It, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, I I honestly think it's the best deal in gaming, and I know I'm not the only one saying that. And if you want to play a Bethesda title after... Um, uh, Tokyo Ghostwire and Deathloop come out again like I was getting into Microsoft isn't worried about the immediately launch, immediate launch of these consoles they are planning for the future you've got unfortunately yes Halo was delayed but as far as we're as far as we know it's still coming out next year um, on top of that, now with the Bethesda acquisition, you've got, I, I mean, Elder Scrolls 6 is probably, uh, at least three, four years out because they did say they're waiting on Starfield, but now Starfield, we could potentially, I mean, today leaks were coming out, so who knows, maybe in the next couple of days we'll get information on when, uh, even just a year, maybe next year or 2022 i don't know that's my guess and i know bethesda especially is notorious for their janky engine well they said that uh it's getting an overhaul and with microsoft backing them i i see not only that engine uh with its overhaul being leaps and bounds better than what it's what they're currently working on, but the games that they have on that be also being leaps and bounds better than the games that we've come to know already. But anyway, I'm just going to keep going into a rant about this because it's, I mean, it's all anyone's talking about. It's all I've been able to talk about for days. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just end that here as, you know, it is what it is now. <laughs> but anyway, that that's going to be me. Um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching on uh, later on YouTube, uh, everyone who wants to can leave me feedback at Blood Wolf Reaper on Twitter. Um, that's, at least for the time being, that is where I am most likely to see it. Um, and that's where I would prefer it. Uh, as this podcast is just starting out, all feedback is welcome. I'll take it all under consideration. Um, and I, I love, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, I, I'm, I'm no stranger to, uh, critical reviews and, uh, harsh critiques. <laughs> I went to art school, so, um, but anyway, like I said, that's gonna do it for me. Um, I really hope to see you guys, uh, next time and until next time, just be nice. All right.